Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of our AC Milan coverage. I'm joined here by Caden to talk about, obviously, AC Milan, the recent matches. Uh, the most recent, I believe, was Roma uh, and their 3-1 victory over them. But uh, other than that, obviously, just team news, storylines, all that stuff is talked about here. So tune in, kick back, spark up, roll up, pour up. I don't care. Just tune in and enjoy Tea Time Reports as well as just overall our football talks. When was the last time you think we did an AC Milan episode? Uh, it was episode three of this season. We did one recently. Was that um, before or after Wednesday? Oh, that was way before Wednesday. Okay. That was like okay. a week or two weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, so... We probably faced Atalanta. Yeah, we faced Atalanta and, and Roma. We since, talked since about Atalanta week. already. We did? Yeah. Okay, that, I was, remember that, was, that was Wednesday. Oh, maybe we... No, we didn't. It was that other weird-ass team name. Empoli or Cagliari? Cagliari. Yeah, we yeah. talked about Cagliari. Yeah. But that was... That, that was, was the Copa Italia. Yeah, that was the last episode we did on AC Milan, okay. but we didn't talk about Atalanta... So I'll just, I'll just go at the quick overview of what happened. So that, that Cagliari game, we had a bunch of young boys play. Uh, one of the guys who scored, Chaka Traore, he comes into the very next game, which is a league game, gets subbed in, and scores a goal in the 88th minute, getting assists by Christian Pulisic. None other than Christian Pulisic. That was a 3-0 three, three victory. Uh, it's probably the biggest story coming out of that game, other than Pulisic having monster games, day, game after game after game. And then we moved into the next chapter of our Coppa Italia rant run, which was heartbreaking. I I don't think we've won this award in like 25 years. Coppa Italia. The quarterfinal, we walk into, we legit walk into the, the, the Coppa Italia after dominating Cagliari 4-1 with backups and young boys. And we get completely outclassed completely outclassed by not only uh, Koopa Miners, but our own man, Charles de Quetelare. And it happens again after again after again. I think the only top 10 team that Atalanta has beaten has been AC Milan. Wow. Like They have their number. And it, but that's, that's just something that's reoccurring with Pioli, which I'll get into later on in the episode. So, you know, not, not very... You know, Leal got his got got his goal there, much needed goal, confidence goal for him. You know, his stats aren't looking the best this season, but his play is still the same, still the same amazing player that we still know and love. But you know, he, he's a guy who likes to look at his stat sheet and you know, you know, see a smile. You know what I mean? Confidence. Exactly, it's a confidence goal, which was at the time it was gonna be the, you know, we were up one nil, and then they fucking score on us right before half, and they scored. Like minutes apart from each other, we score one nil. San Siro's rocking, and he's absolutely silenced. Mm. And then silenced again in the second half. But didn't stop us from rolling over Roma, which was a completely beautiful, impressive three-one win. Starting off with a beautiful goal from the one and only Yasin Adli. And I want to take a little minute to talk about him for a second. Last year, we gave him zero league minutes. Year before that, 
He was amazing in preseason, looking like he was going to be the next wonder boy for Milan. And then we give him like 400 minutes in league, which is horrible. All off the bench minutes. He had zero stats for two years. Comes in this season after so many injuries. Start of the season purely came to him. And this is a true story. He even said it in a, in a, in a little interview. Uh, he came to Adley. He said, you're not going to play this season. We have other plans for you. You don't fit our play style. You're going to be sold. He, Yasin Adli rejected two moves because he said he wanted to make it at Milan. He didn't want to be anywhere else. We have so many injuries that we put him in. First game in wins man of the match. He's been rolling ever since. And I want to say one thing. If we keep up his development, we're looking at, in my opinion, I'm going to call it right now, a world-class midfielder. A world-class midfielder. A lot of people say Pirlo. You know, they, they compare him to a little bit of a Pirlo, and I see it with the vision. And I also see it with the reckless defending. You know, you know not very defensively gifted, but has that motor defensively that, that, that kind of makes up for it. But uh, he plays like Yassin Adli. You know what I mean? Yassin Adli plays like himself. I don't really like the, the whole comparison. I feel like it takes away from his greatness. He's going to be a great player. I know it. I'm, I'm calling it. He's going to be a great player. Mark my word. Come back to this fucking episode when he's being sold for $100 million. Okay? It's a bold take. It is a bold take. But we'll get there. But he made a bold play against Roma. He's been making bold plays game after game after game. You know, th- this one in the 11th minute. Right, right out of the gate, you know, he starts outclassing the midfield, running the midfield, you know, taking deep shots, and then, you know, he just, uh, he just trashes one defender and then sends the ball in with his weak foot into the bottom right corner. Beautiful goal. Yeah, that was a, that was a nice goal. That was a straight shot. Mm-hmm. One thing that I love about him is he reminds me of a '90s player. Like he plays like the old style. You know what I mean? Which is just. You know, they call it the beautiful game. You know, it's kind of been misconstrued and lost, like that that sort of play style. But the way he plays is just simply beautiful. You know what I mean? I, just, I, I love Yasin Adli. I can't can't say it any more than I've already have. But uh, moving on to the next goal, which was an amazing amazing sent in by by Teo Hernandez straight to the old boy, Kier, who yeah. sent it to the other old boy, Giroud. And I swear, if if Giroud is in the box and you get the ball. Within a five foot vicinity of his skull, of his fucking cranium, he's putting that bitch in the back of the net. They need to let uh, Guerre send more shots in, bro. That was a beauty. Like I know the header. I mean, it's a, it's a header. You know, yeah. special mm-hmm. in every occasion. But, but that yeah, send in was ball was a header, and the send in was tail. Oh, I thought it was Kier. It, it was tail. Tail sent it in to to Kier, and then Kier headed it in to uh, to Ali. And then Olivier just finished uh, it. Well, I thought Kier sent that ball into the center there to no. Giroud, but... Well, he, he he did, but that was a, after a beautiful looping cross by Theo mm. into the box. Now, that uh, definitely every aspect of that play was fire, mm. but that send-in from Kier, like it, it dropped in beautifully it for did. him. It so did. I just... Props to that assist, for sure. It's hard to get that weighted ball into the perfect you know trajectory. For an assist, it's almost like he like almost it looked like a fucking like a a short punt, Mm. and it just like it worked. I mean, another thing, dude. Based on what I was watching from like the highlights of that game against Roma, Roma, yeah, they're just outclassed, bro. Mm. They just don't have the players. They just don't have the defense. I I don't. 
I don't know any. I saw Bove, that guy Bove. Or, Bove. Yeah, yeah, he's he he sucks. Um, uh-uh. From what I saw, he's bro. the future of the Italian midfield. Well, I don't know what happened on that one. I think it was the second goal. I think it was that Giroud goal. That was on. No, no, that was the third goal. I think that was on. Um, he was. It was him and Christensen in the back. Chris, they were. Cristante. They were in the center back positions for some reason, and they both Bo- got. I don't know. I don't know if that was Bove. No, it was. I saw. Was. I saw his name, but like he was out of position, yeah. and they both got burnt there. The only reason I, I, I want to kind of because we're talking about you know Roma, talking about Bove, talking about development, talking about young boys. You have to talk about Mourinho. Mourinho last game for Roma, and you, know, you brought it up, Bove. Bove would not be the player he is today without Mourinho. He was bench player. Mourinho brings him up, puts faith in him, and he's been beautiful for for Roma all season. And it's it's thanks to thanks to Mourinho. You know, Mourinho, a lot of scrutiny throughout his entire career. You know, he doesn't really last too long at the clubs he goes to, but I don't think it's really his fault. You look at Tottenham. You know, yeah, they weren't finishing the best in the league. They were in a Champions League final with the one man. Who wins Champions Leagues, known for winning trophies, seven European, is it, is it seven or five or, or six? I think it might be six European finals with five wins. Mm. No, like that's no one's done that. No one will do that. Yeah. No one's done He's that. He's like the Belichick of. It was him and Guardiola. Him and Guardiola. The only, only thing the difference between Guardiola and, and Mourinho is that Guardiola was given money his entire career. You know, he was given a, a perfect squad his entire career. Only time that Mourinho really had the money and the you know, world-class players is when he was with Real Madrid and Ronaldo. I think his problem is, because I watched that Tottenham show. Yeah. And, I you know, you get to see a little bit of, like, who the guy actually was. Yeah. He's just, he's probably just too emotional, bro. He is very emotional. He loves the game. He's a beautiful, no, like, he I, loves the beautiful game. I get it. Like, I get it. But like we also just saw an emotional collapse of yeah. Nick Sirianni with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. He's an emotional nah, coach. Way different though. No, way no, no. I'm not saying that his season collapsed or anything, but I'm just saying that in football, like you said, it seems like teams definitely have a long-term memory instead of yeah. that short-term memory loss. Yeah, they're going to be asking consistently with him, like, "What have you done for me lately?" And yeah. you said it himself, he's only lost one. Final. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's damn near perfect. Every club that touches that or even brings him in the building is going to want a piece. He's a natural born winner, and that's what you got to love about Marino. Like I was saying, he goes into Tottenham. They they make it to the Champions League final. I think it was two weeks before the Champions League final. This is a club that has zero trophies. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Brady. Shit. Have Mourinho, the one guy who's known for winning trophies. And they sack him two weeks before the the fucking Champions League final. Are you kidding me? Why would you do that ever? Mm. Yeah, that's uh, questionable. Stupid, stupid, stupid. But what? Well, I mean, it was his last game with Roma. I mean, I'm sure he's gonna get picked up or you know go to whatever club hopefully, he. Really... Hopefully he doesn't retire. I mean, who knows? Hopefully he bro. doesn't retire or go to Saudi. The two things that honestly he could restart like with a fresh slate in Saudi. Or like maybe even in the AC states, Milan. or maybe he goes when, to AC Milan. Sack Pioli. I'm just thinking of like other emerging leagues right now. Like maybe he yeah. goes to the German league. He, maybe he goes to that, Saudi. When his league is established. 
But I mean, like he, he, he could, could try something new. You he know? could go. Um, I want if if Jabby Alonso doesn't stay with Leverkusen, which he will. Um, yeah, he's so good. I just wonder if yeah, he might get picked up by someone else. But if say if something happens, he could go there. Uh, I mean, there's a number of clubs that he he'll probably fit in and fit in at. He might have to take a year off, you know, because that's usually what happens. If I'm him, I would. Yeah. Like I would. Just because you said he gets he gets his turnover ratio sucks or he gets fired a lot because I mean yeah. that's got to be exhausting moving yeah. around to different countries mm. to different leagues like learning entire new like learning entire new systems like it like in the NFL that well, he ha- doesn't learn systems he makes them well he makes them but that in itself it is that's that's a tiring like aspect yeah. of the game that's not talked about a lot but but he's like, the special one try yeah no even trying to compare that to like the NFL. Or any other high level mm. coaching status, yeah. like in any other sport. I mean, I, there's not many other sports that would give a guy another chance. But yeah. the fact that he's still getting these chances, even after maybe not showing what he once has or did, well, it's I, still telling. I, I want to even even with Roma, before he came, he's only been here two and a half years. His first year there, they have only been to one European final in their entire history. First year there, they win the Europa Conference League. Their first ever European Cup ever. Wow. He wins it for them. Next year, they make it to the Europa League final. Yeah. yeah that, two European finals back-to-back for a team that has never had... never Who had one European final appearance and, ever. And excuse me, I, Roma is clearly in Rome, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not too versed but I, I mean I've heard of Roma over the years but like you know you never really knew them as like that kind of club I mean they, they've always been like the top five and that was kind of one of the the, the offsetters with with uh, Mourinho because I believe he finished sixth both both last year and then ninth right now so it's like you know his league finishes haven't been the best like his one you know uh, one knock you know you, you go to Pep Guardiola the coach of Manchester City so he sucks playing in his own league, essentially. I wouldn't even say he sucks. I'm, Not I'm, that he sucks, I, that he under he underperforms. I, I'm, I'm gonna well, let me let me finish this little because it kind of adds up to that. Uh, he's never been given the money, or the players, or, or or the quality team, except for when he has been. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he's done well with that. But uh, you look at Pep Guardiola with Barcelona, and then he goes from Barcelona to to Bayern. Then he goes from Bayern to Manchester City, where he's never finished less than third his entire career as a coach. Hmm. Fuck, that's insane. No, that's that's crazy. You can't ask for more from a manager. But I mean, that's another thing. It's like, is it the manager's fault or is it the expectations of some of these clubs? Like, I I do think it starts in the front office. I don't think you can you can fully blame. Pep Guardiola, Pep, or not, not Pep Guardiola, um, Jose Mourinho for his, no, no, his, no. his hardships at Roma. No, and it's, I mean, it's not like it's the top two club in the league. Yeah. You know, it's not a premier, premier mm. luxury paradise organization where players, obviously yeah. if you get fucking picked or called by Roma, you're going to answer the phone. But like, if you're, you know, at that level, um, it'll just be... Hard to say, okay, would you choose AC Milan over Roma? Mm. But, but yeah, I mean, just like when you when you talk about Roma in terms of like, like what you said, he probably didn't have all the tools and equipment mm. and yeah, 
all the hardware, all the personnel that he probably had when he was being the, like at the at the fucking peak yeah, I mean, of the I mean, world. You look at when he was on Real Madrid. I mean, yeah. obviously, he doesn't have what he had at Real Madrid. Yeah. But yeah, at, you have the greatest player of all time at Real Madrid. But like when you add it up, is it his fault entirely that the team is underperforming on the t- on the field in clutch moments? And you know, I don't, I haven't watched Roma this year, but the fact mm-hmm. that they're ninth is telling me they're losing yeah. matches. Yeah, is that his fault on the pitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. is he getting the money, the cap, the? Mm-hmm. No, and I feel like that's why his legacy is probably not going to even take a hit after this. Like he's going to pick up and yeah, because it's like you can help you can, another team again. Yeah. Again, but you again, like you were saying you can. It's not going to taint his legacy because you can bring up the league finishes and then you can bring up the hardware. You know what I mean? <laughs> he yeah. makes up for it. I like, mean, he, he's not, not going to win the league. You can't expect him to win Serie A with but I mean, he, he, Inter and Juventus and Milan. He he won cups with these exactly. lesser teams and he you know brought them to places they've not been in a while. Mm-hmm. You got to give him credit and that's probably the biggest part of the episode is the fact that this was his last game with Roma. He might yeah. be off for a year, I mean, maybe two, who knows. When you know? when Chelsea hired him, I believe it was for the, the first time he got hired by Chelsea. He got hired by him twice. Uh, first time he got hired by Chelsea. Before that, they hadn't won the league in 15 years. First year to win the league. Wow. Like, he just wins. But he, he brings leadership. And, and again, bringing back the Tottenham series. I forget what it was called, but... Uh, fucking... All it was or like, nothing. Yeah, Tottenham. all or nothing Tottenham or something. Yeah. But, I mean, you saw, like you said, he's very passionate about the game, but... You know, some of those emotions that he has can very like that can limit so. people, like because he loves the game. You know what I mean? But like when you're younger, I feel like you can channel that better. Yeah. And then as he's gotten older a little bit, you mm-hmm. see he gets a little loose. You know, he yells yeah. at guys. He'll make some irrational decisions. Maybe he, on he the wasn't pitch, even but... on the sideline for for this game. Oh wow! He got a red card. <laughs> he, he got a game before. What? <laughs> he gets very steady. Gets red cards. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a Jose Mourinho. Thing. But at the same time, though, like that's even fire. Was, even when he was young, like he yells that, at he yells at fans. He yells at the other coach. No, but that's fire. But at the same time, that in this day and age of the PR censorship yeah. world, even in these yeah. massive leagues and sports organizations, I, you got to be careful with a guy like that. And yeah, I mean, he reminds me. Well, like, the passion and the fire of, like, a Dan Campbell in the yeah. NFL. But, yeah. like, you know, probably the success of, like, a Bill Walsh or a Belichick when, yeah, when it comes would, to the finals. I would say Belichick. Um, but, and, and then, you know, you just got to bring that up because shout out to him. Hopefully yeah. he finds success wherever he mm. goes. But that, That's a big, this is the special one. I just want to <laughs> say this, you know, my, my hope is that, I know it'll never happen, but the MLS, if we could start poaching guys like yeah. that... Well, bringing that over here, we saw someone oh, that you know. Loki, it popped popped in my brain because just recently he just retired. Cellini, Cellini just retired from LAFC. This is one of the greatest center backs of all time, mm. coached by Mourinho at Juventus, and maybe uh, he's a coach in the MLS in the next two three years. Maybe he well he just became a part of the staff at LAFC as like a consult, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Like that. And that's cool. Uh, when he was co- being coached by Mourinho. In a little press conference, they were they were asking like, "What do you think about Mourinho and Bonucci, who's the other center back at the time? He's also an amazing Italian center back." And he was saying that Cellini and Bonucci should go at one of the Harvard schools and teach a class on how to be a center back. That's how brilliant they are. So it's like he says these. That's the one thing that. But that's like, a lie. Wow. Love, you know what I'm saying his players love him because wow. he speaks so highly of everyone. 
So he's not really. Belichick. <laughs> no, no, no. No, Belichick will be like, yep. He gets play. the respect yep. of the players when the players deserve respect. And I'm sure when the cameras aren't even there and the and it's just the team and him and or maybe a one on one, he's a you know completely different guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he might like break down to like a genuine state. Mm. But and I saw another another, that, another yeah. video um, just recently of right after he was sacked, he was in a car driving around Rome. And Fuck these yeah, fans, bro. these fans were, uh, he was at a stoplight, these fans kind of swarmed his car, and he rolled down the window, and they started, like, like saying stuff to him, like, Viva Mourinho, stuff like that, and he just started bawling. And he was, he was saying, like, he was talking about how, like, um, like, he never wanted it to end this way, like, no, yeah. like he's sorry, and the fans are, like, chanting his name. No, I mean, you can only, yeah. like, you can only root for a guy like, that genuinely cares. And that shit, like, rattled, that shit, like, it hurt my soul just to yeah. see Mourinho like that, man. Because he's, he's a, broken. Like you said, he's the special one, and yeah. the fact that they sacked him like that, I would have let him finish the season. Fuck you gotta, it, you know? Let him finish the Even if they're going to fall past yeah. nine, mm-hmm. just let him finish there, bro. I mean, yeah. there's clearly other issues at that club. And he was sure. trying to build something there, too. He, he even he called it the Roma Project. Like, he was in. Like, 100% he was all in on Roma. I he's, loved it there. It seems like he's always in, no matter yeah, where he's at. So, you don't have to question that. But, enough. Enough on Roma. Enough on Mourinho. Switch it back over to Milan. Some some of the some of the things that's been going on in, in our... Uh, in, in, in some of the, the rumblings of the club. Talking about Mr. Pioli. If we do sack him... Or if this were to happen, some way we don't sack him and he just gets bought out. Napoli are looking for a new coach. You know, they they sacked Rudy Garcia halfway through the year. They're in eighth place. They won the league last year. Does he stay in Italia? He does. Okay. He does just because he's he's an Italian man. Most you know Italian clubs love to hire Italian people, and uh, I feel that he does stay in in Serie A. I don't feel like this would be the wrong pickup for Napoli. I just see it for us, like, we see the good and the bad week in and week out from Pioli. It's it's so frustrating and uh, relieving sometimes. Like, the game against Roma, beautiful, beautiful. Everything we were doing, the plays we were making, the plays that Giroud was making, 38-year-old man, a goal and an assist, a beautiful goal, a beautiful assist. Like, he, he's he's making do with what we have. We've had... We're the most injured team in all of Europe. Mm. Like, and we're, and we're third. Wow. You know, we're, we're nine points clear of fourth place. The massive separation between us and fourth. You know what I mean? Like So they're safe at three right now? Yeah, well, we're safe at three right now. And it's just nothing short of amazing what, what he's... When you look over the overview, what he's been able to do with us, even before Pioli, you look at the managers we've had. We're shit. In the gutter, in the yeah. Banter Club, you know what I mean? Couldn't couldn't fill the stadium, and we got new owners, who bought a new coach, Stefano Pioli, comes in, wins the league, it was Zlatan, just rejuvenates our club, everything, and uh, I just want to say Zlatan. Ever since he's become a part of us uh, again, uh, we've been winning, 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 nothing but up. But uh, that's Zlatan Ibrahimovic. That is that, that's that's what Zlatan does, and you gotta <laughs> love it. Yeah, you, know, you gotta. That's why he's my favorite of all time. You got You gotta love it. Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic, baby. But again, like I was saying, you see the good and the bad week week in and week out. Amazing performance against Roma. Week out, not even a week after that. Four days before this, before that game, 
we lose in the quarterfinal to Atalanta, a team that we should definitely beat, most definitely beat. We already lost to them in the league, and we lose again in in the in the in the cup against them. It's unacceptable to lose these games. Facts. Twenty five years haven't won a Coppa Italia. It's got to change. It has to change. Something has to change. And it's you know twenty five years historically, this hasn't been a club a cup that we really care about winning. You know what I mean? So it's it's not really the massive priority, but hardware is hardware. The more shit you win, the more na- more money you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. More more, more stuff you're gonna you know be able to more exposure over. exactly. And it's not like Milan needs more exposure in the most popular club in Italy. But the more successful you are, the exactly. more players want to come. Exactly. You build a winning culture. You get back on that back on that grind. You know, back to what AC Milan already were in the early two thousands, late nineties, and all the years after that. It's kind of looked like we're already back up to that that point. But uh, you were also looking at selling some players, trading some players, buying some players. Speaking on Theo Hernandez, who had a beautiful goal in, against Roma, and hands on. Uh, Hands down, beautiful performances all season. And, again, I like to take a little moment to talk about some players that I really love. Theo Hernandez is one of those players that I love and appreciate. He he comes in as, you know, in, in my opinion, before before this, this, uh, this season, he's the best left back in the world for me. And it was disputed. It was disputed that season before a couple, between a couple guys. This season, I don't think you can say anyone is better than him in the world at that position. Maybe fullback. Maybe the fullback's position as a whole, in my opinion. No one is better than Theo. And we can get a hefty price tag on him, but I wouldn't want to do that. I want to discuss some 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 uh, some talks with him, get get some get some uh, renewal talks with him. And it has to come up soon because his I believe his contract is done at the end of the season. We can't let him walk. You know, we have interest from PSG and Baron for, uh, for Teo. We're looking at possibly $150 million in him. Mm. But again, I wouldn't want to do that. I want to I want to re-sign Theo, keep him at the club. We have that French connection right now, and it works so well. You know, Mignon and Theo, they're a beautiful partner. But, uh, yeah, and another guy we're looking at bringing in is Alessandro Biongiorno. And he's a center back, but with that we'd have to we'd have to you know we're, we're thinking about giving him money plus Giancarlo Sinek, which is the young boy center back, or Lorenzo Colombo, which is the young boy striker who's out on loan right now at Monza. I I, I wouldn't want to sell Teo and buy Bionjorno, just because you know, we're letting you know, too many too many guys from our too many pivotal guys from our defense out. Yeah, Sinek, you know he's not fully pivotal right now. But he's 17 years old, and he's already looking as a viable backup right now at 17. So you can already see, yo, know, he he might she might show levels. He might become one of our best defenders. You never know. He's already scored a goal this season. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty fucking crazy. But um, yeah, and the sale of Bianjorno, uh, not sale. The 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 um, I guess it would be a sale. The sale of Bianjorno, getting him would would be. Beautiful for our for our center back room. We we just recalled Matteo Gabbia off loan from Villarreal. We needed that extra defender. Tomori, Chow, and Kalulu, all three of them are hurt. Three main center backs are all hurt. 
down. Tomori up to, I think he has a month and a half left until he comes back. Chow, I don't know. Kalulu, I think he's out for the rest of the season. We need some guys in our defensive line. We yeah. need some guys. And with this January transfer window, we, we could you know bring in a world-class center back and enjoy. He's young. He has already proven, not not proven, but he's already, at least on the stat sheet, said that he's one of the best, if not the best center backs in the league when Tamori's not playing. Because when Tamori's in, he's the best center back hands down in the whole league. But yeah. if we get the backup between, we get the uh, the duo between Gunjorno and Tamori with Chow coming off the bench. What are we gonna do? You know what I mean? Who's who's gonna score on us? You know what I mean? I dare you. Yeah. I dare you. All we need to do is sort out the right back situation with Calabria because such a reckless player. You know, week in and week out, such a reckless player. He's he's another guy I kind of need to. Rid from my club, even though he's for the club, Italian, you know, Mil- Milanista, through and through. I-, I think it's time for him to move on. I don't know where he'd go though, and that that's he might be a, a nice little forty million dollars, you know, a nice little thirty five million dollars for us. It would be nice in the pocket and go buy a new uh, young young right back. But uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, well, we're glad everyone out there could tune in and. Get updated on what's been going on with AC Milan. We hope that you guys uh, enjoy our coverage, and we'll definitely be, you know, making this more consistent. Obviously, we already have two episodes of this in the fourth season, so uh, every, you know, maybe six or seven episodes or so, we'll definitely pump one of these out, especially yeah, to yeah. you know anyone out there uh, interested in Syria or you know maybe in Italy. Uh, tuning in somewhere, some way, some shape, or some form. We greatly appreciate it over here at Tea Time Reports, and we hope you guys appreciate all of our coverage on pretty much everything. It uh, takes a lot of research and you know the time, obviously, to put in. It uh, it's not something that you know is like a chore, but it's also to the point where like we definitely really appreciate everyone listening because mm-hmm. you know the work that we put in definitely. Uh, do it for you. Do it for you, in a sense. That's the payment. I mean, there's no money involved, but the real payment out there is just realizing and, and seeing maybe, you know, via the numbers or, you know, maybe someone likes and comments and stuff like that, but reaching as many people as we can. That's the main goal of this podcast. So uh, we greatly appreciate it. Make sure everyone tunes into our website, teatimereports.com, as well as all of our social media platforms, ranging from Instagram, threads, Twitter, TikTok, and uh, YouTube, Tea Time Reports. We greatly appreciate it. Caden and Trevor, signing off.